I'm John Carter in Moscow, in Havana, Cuba. Now in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. I'm John Carter in Petra, right here in communist China, reporting from India. Hi, I'm John Carter in the Solomon Islands. I'm John Carter in Soweto, from El Salvador. I'm John Carter in Sydney, Australia. Today, John Carter will teach us the origin and end of evil, the great controversy between Christ and Satan. Hi, friend. I'm John Carter. Welcome today to the Carter Report. I'm so glad that you joined us. Our topic today is the origin of evil and also the origin of good. Almost every person today recognizes that there's good and evil in the world, especially since 9-11. Before 9-11, most philosophers around the world, especially those in Europe, said there was no such thing as evil. But today, most thinking folks believe that there's good and, of course, there's evil in the world. So we're going to talk today about the origin of evil and the origin of good. We're going to talk about the great controversy between two super, superhuman personalities. One is called Satan or Satan, and one is called Christ the Creator. Now, in the scriptures, there's an ancient story that describes the introduction of evil to the human race. You've got to go back to the book of beginnings. That's the book of Genesis. I'd like you to get a Bible, if you don't mind, please, and turn with me to Genesis chapter 3. Uh, come with me to Genesis chapter 3. This is a very, very old book. It's found in the ancient Hebrew Christian scriptures. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1. It says this, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? This is quite interesting because the Bible here talks about a being who is called the serpent. There was this supernatural, superhuman personality and he existed before the creation of this world. And the Bible tells us that right at the beginning of the human race, he was there in the world. It's interesting, he is called the snake. The great rebel, the great Satan, or the great Satan, who preceded the existence of planet Earth and the human race. So evil presided in a person, a person who was called uh, in the Bible, the serpent. If you notice now, verses two to four. The woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. And then if you notice, if you don't mind, verses, let's see, verses, let me see now, uh, verse, verse four. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. That's the biggest lie that was ever told. God said, if you do this, you're going to die. But there was this being 
masquerading as the serpent, and he said, I don't care what God said, because the truth of the matter is, you're not going to die. He is the original big liar. And then verses 5 to 6. Verses 5 to 6. And the serpent is talking, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. In other words, God is the great liar. God is the great deceiver. And so the serpent is unmasked here as the great original liar. And then if you come to Genesis 3, let me see where it is, verses 8 to 13, the Bible tells us that Adam and Eve uh, ate the fruit, of course, and then something strange happened and uh, they could feel in their bodies a dramatic change because they had rebelled against the Creator God. And later on it says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God, Yahweh Elohim, called to Adam and said to him, where, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you, uh, you shouldn't, shouldn't eat this tree? Then the man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you've done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. And so in this amazing story that goes back to the very, very beginning of time, you have this encounter between this, the originators of the human race, Adam and Eve, and this strange, mysterious intruder who was called uh, the great liar and uh, the great Satan. And the Bible tells us that with this transgression of the law of the Creator, darkness came into the world and a sense of nakedness and a sense of fear. And man has been running from God ever, ever, ever since then. And this is why, my friend, uh, we have death and sin and sorrow in the world. And that is why the human race has this, this sense, this foreboding of fear, this existential threat. What's, what's going to happen to me? The Bible says uh, it goes back to the very beginning of time. It originated in a superhuman, supernatural, dazzling personality who was called in the scriptures the serpent. And when you read the scriptures, this is the reason why God came down in a human body and he is called uh, Jesus Christ because of the sin that Lucifer brought into the world. I want to talk about something that's going to interest you. It interests lots and lots of people, and lots of people don't get this, don't understand it, but you, you'll get it, you'll understand it. We're going to talk about the mystery of the fearsome beasts. They did exist. I've heard people say, no, 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 <laughs> that's, it's all bogus. Those creatures did not exist. I want to tell you, T-Rex was a real 
creature. T-Rex, Tyrannosaurus Rex. The word means king, tyrant, lizard. He was not a nice sort of guy. Uh, he was about 40 feet long. Uh, he was 12 feet at the hips. Now we're talking about hips. Uh, he weighed between 8 and 15 tons. Uh, he was very mean, very nasty, <laughs> and very, very angry. He had a very, very big mouth uh, with very big teeth. He was the perfect killing machine. And these things used to be in the world. Thank God we don't have them today, but they used to be in the world. And the question is, who made T-Rex? This is a question for the thinking Christian. Because we believe as Christians that God is love. God so loved the world. God is love. Then if God is love and if God is the creator, did he make T-Rex? It doesn't sound, he doesn't sound like something that a loving God would make. So who made him? There is evil in the world. Uh, the question that I want to pose to my thinking audience today is this. Was a superhuman personality who was called in the scriptures the serpent, this, this masterful mind, is it possible that this masterful mind got a toehold in this world and he became the, the manipulator of the genes and that God made a beautiful creature but Satan made T-Rex. This is of course the viewpoint of the famous uh, doctor and uh, ethicist from Loma Linda University, Dr. Jo Dr. Jack Provencher from Loma Linda University. I've got a property in Australia, as some of you folks know. On the property which is out in the bush, and I, I seldom get there because, you know, my program has taken me to live here in the United States of America. But on my property, there's not one, but there's quite a few. Eastern brown snakes. The second most deadly snake in the world. Did God make the eastern brown snake? If it bites you, you better get to a doctor and get some anti-poison in your veins because it's going to kill you. I've seen lots of them out on my property. As I say, I don't go there too often, so these things sort of come out of the bush. Some years ago, my son David was coming down from Papua New Guinea and I was going to prepare the room downstairs so he'd have a nice place to come. And so I patted down the stairs it was dark, nighttime, no shoes on. I patted down the stairs and I was walking over to the room that, where he used to stay. I didn't have my glasses on and I didn't have the lights on. You say, that's a really dumb thing. Yeah, that's really, really a dumb thing I was doing. But sometimes I've done some dumb things. And this was my dumbest, one of my dumbest things. So I was coming down the stairs, then I walked across the tiles. Fortunately, it was winter and the tiles were cold. And snakes don't like cold stuff. They sort of become sleepy. And as I was walking, I, I stepped over. I thought, who dropped that piece of rope there? Piece of rope. And I looked down at the floor. It wasn't a piece of rope. It was an eastern brown snake. <sighs> if I had stepped, well, I got rid of him. I got him outside. 
But if I had stood on that eastern brown snake, it's quite likely I would not be talking to you today. The question is that a Christian has to answer, who made T-Rex? Who made the eastern brown snake? I would suggest to you that Jesus didn't do this. I don't think so. I don't think a loving God would do this. Have you heard of the box jellyfish? I asked my friends today, my audience, have you heard of the box jellyfish? North Queensland is very, very beautiful. But it's not usually a good idea to go swimming just off the coast in North Queensland in summertime because in the waters there is the box jellyfish. He's got these long, long tentacles and they're about 10 feet long. Are you listening to me? It's a jellyfish. So you wouldn't think it's too smart, would you? Let me tell you something about it. Tentacles, invisible, 10 feet long. It weighs about four pounds. It swims at four miles an hour and it's got 24 eyes. 24 eyes that are marvelously advanced. The question is, who made the box jellyfish? Did God? Let me talk a moment about another creature that's even more deadly than the box jellyfish and the eastern brown snake. We're talking now about human beings, once made in the image of God. What about 9-11? Think of the disaster there. Before 9-11, many philosophers, as I told you just a moment ago, they denied that there was such a thing as good and evil. They talked about things that were, you know, more convenient or something else. But now every philosopher, virtually every philosopher, since the horrendous attack upon America, At 9-11, they believe that there's evil in the world and that evil is not caused primarily by the box jellyfish. It is caused by human beings that are influenced by the serpent. Are you listening? Let me tell you some stories. Let's think about the great tyrants like Stalin, Mao Tung, Hitler, Pol Pot in Cambodia. When we talk about this, we're talking about something far more deadly than T-Rex because these people put to death hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of people. Hundreds over a period of time, yes. The Russians killed about 70 million, the atheists there who believed that there was no such thing as God, and everything was relative. And then the Chinese came along with Mao Tung, and he killed in a short period of time 40 million Chinese. So we're over 100 million. So he has become the human being is now the greatest, the greatest of all predators. I've got something here that you may be interested in. Know what this is? This is a spike from the Trans-Siberian a railway line along which I have travelled. Now, they didn't cover it with gold, but I got a number of these and I brought it back, some of these back to America and because I wanted to put it on my desk so I would never, never, never forget what happens to the human race when man denies the existence of God. This is a spike. Along the Trans-Siberian railway line, Tens of millions of ordinary people like you and me travel to their deaths. Why? One great philosopher said, 
Listen to this. He said, God died in the 19th century and man died in the 20th century. Another man said quite aptly, this is true. He said, the death of God always leads to the death of man. And so if there is no creator, there is really no human being. And so we see the deaths and the deaths of millions. So there is evil in the world, and this evil comes from a being. I want you to notice a text over here in Matthew chapter 13. Uh, This is quite an astounding text. Matthew chapter 13, dear hearts and gentle people. Matthew 13 and 24 to 27. Now, please listen up. I want you to hear this. Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy, get this, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. 27. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? And verse 28 says, he said to them, an enemy, are you listening? An enemy has done this. So don't blame the creator. Don't blame Christ. Don't blame God. Jesus said, no, 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 don't blame the master. He said, an enemy has done this. And so there is a fearsome enemy at loose on planet Earth and he is the originator of evil. I want you to know this. A supernatural being who preceded this planet, the enemy of God and man, an enemy has done this. But, ah, but, listen to this, but, There's also good in the world. And this good goes back to a source. There's good in the world. I want you just to think about this for a moment. I want you to think. You're thinking. Are you listening? I want you to think of a a baby's smile. (laughs) I want you to think of a mother's love. I want you to think of the self-sacrificing love of a good person like Father Colby. Father Colby was a Roman Catholic priest at Auschwitz. The Nazis who also derided the concept of a loving created God and who believed in the concept of Germany first and becoming a super race, um, they were killing people by the thousands and by the millions. And there was a man being led away to the slaughter and he cried out, my wife and my children who will take wife take care of my wife and my children. And Father Colby, who was a Roman Catholic priest, said, I will take his place. Now, the evolutionist has got a problem here because this is self-sacrificing love. He's not doing it, this Roman Catholic priest is not doing it for some uh, personal reason whereby he's going to be better. No, no, no. Self-sacrificing love, where does it come from? Then there were the born fools in the Russian death camps. Now, I've been to Russia 49 times. I have have visited some of these terrible places in Siberia. There was a group of Baptist Christians, 
And when the communists were beating up and torturing some atheist or some person, and that person would be compulsively cursing and swearing, the Baptists would step up and say, beat us instead. Beat us instead. The communists said, why should we beat you instead? Um, And they said, because when you beat up one of your fellow atheists, poison and hatred is poured out into the world. But when you beat us, we are going to... We're going to praise the name of God. Even though we are in terrible pain, we will praise the name of God. And so the communists call them born fools. They were God's people and they were reflecting a love that is not found naturally in the human heart. It comes from the creator God. There's lots of good in the world, more good than bad. I think when I was in Sydney... I left my little bag containing my passport and all of my papers and my... This is a really dumb thing to do. I tell you, I've done some dumb things. I had my passport, I had my wallet, I had my credit cards, I had my cash. I was trying to get on the plane. Oh, don't have a passport. I've lost it. I can't even make a phone call. I've got everything in that bag. I mean, how dumb can you get? And just before the plane was due to leave, it was United... The attendant at the desk, waving her arm, and I came running over. She said, a young couple brought you your bag. They went through your money. They found out that you were flying United. They found your ticket. I don't know who they are. Never met them. Can't give them a reward. They will get it one day. What I'm trying to tell you is that there is more good than bad in the world. A friend of mine went to Russia, a close friend of mine. He was sick. He got the flu. Never been to Russia before. He was not a young man. He got so sick, he went and lay down on a park bench. A Russian came along and took off his overcoat, his coat, and he covered up my friend. Where does it come from? This impulse to help others. So I say, There's more good than evil in the world. Look at the beauty of the redwoods. How can you look at these beautiful trees? Look at the beauty of the redwoods. Go to Yosemite. No other place like it in the world, Yosemite. Look at the roses. Look at the sunsets. Look at the waves breaking. And realize that good originates in a good person who created the world. So now I ask this question. So please think this through because we're dealing with issues. This is not... Baby stuff. This is not baby talk. I want you to think about this. What is God like? Well, the Bible teaches that God is the creator. He's powerful. He's self-existent. He has a name in the scriptures. And this name is overwhelmingly awesome. The name of almighty God in the scriptures is Yahweh. The self-existent, the almighty God the person who could speak the universe into existence. What a big God. And the Bible teaches that this self-existent God became a man to rescue us from the serpent. Believe it or not, it's the truth. His name is Jesus, totally loving, totally understanding, totally good, totally pure. When he came to this earth, the self-existent God, Yahweh Elohim, when this Almighty God became a man. On one occasion, the religious leaders dragged up some poor woman they'd caught in the act of adultery. They were the adulterers, of course. 
these humbugs and these hypocrites. And Jesus protected her. He took her side. He's been taking the side of women ever since. And he said, he who is without sin, let him be the first to cast a stone at her. So what is this God like? This almighty Yahweh Elohim who made the universe and who has a super, super, super enemy whose name is the serpent. He's a very, very good person. He's a very kind person. But listen, there is, are you listening to me? There is a sinister originator of evil. You better believe it, friend. You better believe it. This is not just talk. If you turn to Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 to 14, this goes back to primordial days, back before we were even thought of, back before planet Earth. It says, how you have fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, there's his name. Son of the morning, how you were cut down to the ground who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I, he had eye trouble, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. Uh, I will be like the most high. Please listen to this. There was a supernatural being next to God. But somehow something got inside him and he changed from being a star to the serpent. We're talking today about the origin of evil, about the great controversy. And we'll be back with more information in a moment. Hi friend, I'm John Carter overseas, locked up in a hotel, outside in the hallway, there are police to make sure that we don't break this dreadful quarantine because of COVID. Everything has changed. The Carter Report goes on and we continue to preach the gospel around the world. By the grace of God, we continue to do evangelism, but listen, we need your support as never before. We desperately need your help to continue to preach the gospel in India and other countries that are desperately needing Christ. My friend, please hear this urgent appeal. Write to me at the address on the screen. We need your help now during this pandemic. Christ is coming. We need to preach the word. Please write to me in Jesus' name, amen. You can now find the Carter Report anywhere, anytime, on any Android or Apple device. Use your cell phone, tablet, computer, or TV to access the many inspirational messages from Pastor Carter 24-7. For Apple users, go to the App Store. For Android users, go to Google Play and download the free Carter Report app. Thank you.
The Carter Report also has an official YouTube and Vimeo channel. Search for The Carter Report and find the topic that speaks to you. Roku users, simply search for The Carter Report and download the app free. The same on Amazon Fire. For Apple TV, visit the App Store and download the app. Reach out to The Carter Report and experience the hope, faith, and love of Jesus Christ. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.